Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is a show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book or don't finish a book, uh, I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Uh, joining me today is Juliana. And Juliana, say hello Juliana. Hello everyone. And Juliana also read some of this book too. Yes, I uh, did. So, here's the thing. One of the best ways to get in contact with us and to chat with other science fiction book review podcast listeners and uh, and see what other books people are reading and stuff is f- via Goodreads. It's the social network. I think it's owned by Amazon, but whatever. It's the social yeah, network uh, for, for book readers. And there's an SFBRP listener group. So if you sign up there and a great way to give feedback to this to, to the podcast is to u- use the episode feedback link. And also there's another way to get us to read a book, which is the um, books I would like to see reviewed. And if you hear us talking about a book, you can throw in some uh, mention and say, yes, I think you should read that book or oh yeah that book's also good i would recommend it or maybe eh, maybe not read that i'm not sure anyway so that's what people are doing so to start off this podcast i just want to have two little bits of feedback from here one bit of feedback is from i think ryan and ryan said um oh no he said here oh no where is it it. it's in a tab i changed the size of the thing okay Uh, ryan said learning that luke dislike this luke's dislike of the swarm by was it frank Schetzing, Schetzing. um motivated him to start the science fiction book review podcast i really want to hear exactly what annoyed him about the story but not if it means he'd have to read it again and that took me on a a little journey into old hard drives because it was the book that really did Ah. inspire me to start off the uh, to start the science fiction book review podcast yes Uh, because it made me so annoyed i don't know when i must have talked about this on previous podcasts but this book made me so annoyed at how bad it was and i was really kind of it, it made me feel dumb and it made me feel angry about how dumb it was making me feel and I was like I need to tell people about this um and part of it was like, yeah, I need to keep track of books so I never read this by mistake again. However, yeah. this book was a was a uh, a gift to me from a previous German girlfriend's uh, parents. Yes. Um, Pola, I was together with her at the time, and Pola's parents would sometimes buy me science fiction books. They'd buy me Ian and Burke's books, and I'd be like, I've read all Ian and Burke's books. Yes. Um, but one book that they thought would be fun uh, for me to read is a German science fiction author's book about. Um, it's called The Swarm. It's about some life, an alien life under the sea that kind of bubbles up from under the sea, takes over the brain of like whales and fish and squid and things and mm-hmm. and uh, starts invading and it starts off promising but it turns out it's, it's garbage but Frank Schetzing, Frank Schetzing I think is kind of like the German um, the German Michael Crichton I guess uh, so uh, yes anyway I would, yeah, whatever yeah, that, he that comes up with some big works. idea and yeah. writes mainstream books which are kind of accessible to the mainstream he takes inspiration f- also from English speaking yeah. science fiction books and rewrites it into and rewrites German. <laughs> it uh, uh, into German and um, yeah that, that's um, finding German science fiction authors yeah. is not easy yeah so uh, it like I said it made me feel dumb and it made me feel angry <laughs> and uh, Ryan asks here he says um, uh, I really want to hear exactly what I'm annoyed about him about the story if it, but not if it means he'd have to read it again the thing is I read that book what in probably in 2007 mm. um, so too long ago for me to actually remember like specific things that made me angry but it's a great remember. quote um, oh, I've always found okay. that people will forget what you said people will forget what you did but nobody will forget how you made how you made them feel yes and i looked it up and that's by uh, maya angelou who is uh, a writer and yes. i think civil rights activist in in uh, 
America, I'm guessing, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, very famous quote. And so while I don't remember all of the things that I would would have complained about if I'd have done a science fiction book review podcast episode about The Swarm, I do remember how it made me feel. And there's a few things. And one of the main things that it made me feel dumb about or why it made me angry is because it felt like all of the shortcuts that a writer would normally take mm-hmm. to get something onto the page or to just get something out, like get that first draft out. Like, oh, i got to do the first draft. Uh, well, I'll do it. Oh, this will do it. And, uh, yeah. like, and you'll be like, oh, now I'm going to have to go back and rewrite those sections and add in those things and do it. But it and felt clean like it, it and clean it up. Mm. It felt like all of those like hacks, you know, those writing hacks had been left there on the page. For example, there was this point in the book in the book like the, the, the one of the characters was typing something sort of like oh there's this thing that must be under the ocean i've got to give it a name mm-hmm. and he was like and he looked up and he's his his hands have been resting on the um keyboard mm-hmm. and the the letters that he had been holding his fingers down on was y r y and r so it just said euro like y r r r i think like that and he's mm. like that'll do and the, the, this is a character in the book, which was sort of like, oh, I accidentally left, let my keyboard, my hand hit my keyboard. It came up with like this four letters, Y-R-R-R. Mm. That'll do. That's how I'm going to name it. And then he gets up in front of some, you know, big group of dignitaries and, and you know, people and ga- gives a presentation. And when he says, oh, and it's good that we and we call them the year. I don't again, I didn't even know how to pronounce it because it's Y-R-R-R, the ear or I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, true. It, and it made me angry because I'm like, yeah, when I'm writing and I don't have a character name yet, you know, the whole the TK, 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 mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you just type in some letters. And then when you search for it later, you're like TK, 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 find and replace uh, with dot, 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 you know, that and find and replace that with you it. actually want to call it. Yeah. yeah. And it felt like this guy, Frank Schertzing, had just gone, you're just left his fingers on the keyboard with mm. you're like that. And it just been like, and then when he got back and was like, hmm, I should actually come up with a name of the main antagonist, like the main bad guy thing. <laughs> It's, it's, I mean, it felt like a rubbish book. It felt like a novelization of a, um, a, a bad Stephen King movie. There's this one that I think it's called Maximum Overdrive or whatever, when like the earth passes through the tail of a comet and then um, uh, all the trucks and machines come to life and start killing people. I think Stephen oh. King actually directed that movie as well. Like he was off mm. his head, and, you know, with, you know, cocaine or whatever. Um, but Sounds he's quite did- like that. It's it, like a cocaine-fueled Stephen King movie from the early 80s. <laughs> okay. And that's what, that's what, what that The, the Swarm felt. was, because it's sort of like, oh, yeah, what if what if something starts infecting the brains of any um, of all these animals that in yeah. the, that was fish and, you know, whales and killer whales? And yeah. there's some good scenes at the start where I'm like, oh, people are whale watching and then their boats get attacked by um, orcas. Mm. And you're like, oh, that's really dangerous. That's really scary. And then, like, swarms of crabs start coming up and start mm-hmm. biting people on the beaches mm-hmm. and things. And you're like, oh, this is really cool. Like, everything... You're not going to want nature. to go into the ocean, you yeah. know. Nature like has a, turned against humans. So it started off in a in a garbage way and carried on. Anyway, it made me feel angry and it made me feel dumb. And it, it, not, it made me feel dumb for reading something dumb. But sometimes reading something dumb is fine. I don't mind reading something if it's dumb science fiction or dumb fiction, watching dumb movies. Yes. I'm all up for dumb. But, but you can't needs- be lazy with your dumbness. Yes. Also, if it is dumb, yeah. it needs to keep me in it. Yeah. It needs to keep me 
visualizing what's happening and not jumping me out of it because of silly mistakes yeah. and, and weird language. What, what, what book are you talking about now? The Swarm? Or are you talking about the book that we, that we might be reviewing today? I mean, that might, might have been okay, already... Okay, well, let's get on to the book we're going to be reviewing today. Let me just say, I finished reading the book, The Swarm. You did? I did finish it. Oh, okay. And the reason I started reading it was that it was a gift right. from the, the, the uh, previous German girlfriend's parents. Right. It was then the only book I had on right. me because I'd be like, oh, that's the next book I'm going to read. Did you have it as a, a, a... It's a paper book, yeah. You had it's it a paper book. This is before I started reading right. ebooks, And it was... I once tried reading ebooks on my Palm Pilot back in like 2002 or 2003. Hmm. Could never really nah. make that work. Nah. Um, so it was before I had a, a, an iPhone or mm. a, an iPod Touch to start reading books, ebooks on. It was before I started listening to audiobooks as well. Right. Um, so it's yeah, back in my books. back in my pa- paper book only days, and it was the book that I had, and I started reading it, and when I was like halfway through it and getting angry and angry, and this was, that was a chunky book, a big chunky book. I was just about. And are you gonna ask me if I read it? Have you read it? Yes, I did. You have read it. You read the swarm. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know that. Well, I think when did it come out in the two thousands? Yeah, like two thousand five or something. Yeah, probably. I read it as a the not the paper book, but the yeah, the, the hardcover, the book. hardcover, which is like a massive big thing. Yeah. And at that point, I had no access to uh, another book. The real, yeah. the real science fiction, and it was just one other. Yeah, I think I read one more Frank Schetzing book. I can't yeah. remember. Also, I can't believe you read Frank Schetzing. Why can you not believe that? I don't know. I thought I might have mentioned this book before. This is the first time you've ever told me that you've well, also you read the book. Asked? Maybe I've never asked about it. I'm not sure. I just assumed that you wouldn't have written read such a garbage book. But the reason I finished it is because I just didn't have another book with me. Yes, like I was on a but trip it was, or whatever. At that point, I didn't read English science fiction. Ah, so it was just whatever so, German that you could get. German and, science fiction. Yes, and yeah. I I don't remember why I picked it up, but it, I read it. Well, it's because it was like a hugely. Probably, po- it's like the, it said my, on the front, like probably still in my parents' house somewhere. Yeah, it said like the. Like the best-selling German science fiction it, book yes, of the twentieth, twenty-first century, or whatever. Again, yeah. not that many German science fiction authors. Okay. So, um, yes, I have read it. I can't remember much about it. I know that is being that was a, a movie made of it. Really? Was it? Yeah, probably. I, I think there it's... was. Anyway, uh, quite successful. Lots of people read it. Yeah, I have no recollection. Okay, it just disappeared. It was just a out book. of my head. But I remember reading it and yeah. being chunky. But no other memories of it. Right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's talk about today's book. Let's do it. Which anything that we say now may or may not have any connection to my reading experience of Frank Schetzing's The Swarm translated into English. Yes. Um, first of all, this is an English English written book. Oh, no, let's let's do the, the story of it. This is one of a, a book that's actually uh, recommended to us by our Patreon supporters. Yes. Uh, Philippa um, gave, donated to us at the level of, uh, of $25, which is uh, uh, normally for... It's really, it was there for jugglers or something to suggest a juggling podcast topic. You pick the topic or a video that they want us to do or a live stream topic that they want us to do. It's called the You Pick the Topic level. You uh, bump up your level of support to $25 and you get to pick the topic and we made it available to science fiction book review podcast listeners as well and yeah. philippa has taken us up on this twice the first book we don't need to get into that one uh, you read that one though yeah. it was uh, uh, Brookmeyer. Good, yeah and uh, places in the darkness yes and uh, she bumped up her uh, level of support to 25 dollars again. again and we we're like all this right this is so great it's fantastic uh, thank luke, you so much patreon.com forward slash luke burridge thank you very much to, oh, thank you very much to all our patreon supporters there so anyway she said, hey, you should check out The Last Astronaut by 
David Wellington. David Wellington. So um, uh, you got it as a as an ebook. I did. And started reading it last week, whatever. Yeah. I finished my again. previous audio book, which was one from the Audible Free Library. And then it was the 17th of June. And on the 17th of the month is when I always get my new Audible credit. <laughs> and I'm like, random. Like, let's head over and spend my Audible credit on um, David Wellington's The Last Astronaut. Okay. And, you know, I don't mind buying extra credits because it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, we just got got the support from the the podcast listeners on Patreon. Great. Um, But I saw the star rating on Audible as I searched for it on Audible and it came up. It was a really, really low star rating (laughs) on the Audible, uh, on the Audible reviews. Now, this is, again, Audible, another Amazon company. I don't know where those star ratings come from, but I think they're audiobook specific. Yeah. So I was like, well, Juliana's just bought this as an e- um, as a as an ebook. I'll just go over into my, you know, Apple Books app on my phone and yeah. uh, and just download it and just check it out and start reading it. And so I started reading it as an ebook and I soon realized, oh, this would be not a great audiobook because there's this weird like frame storytelling mm. kind of thing mm. Mm. and I realized quite quickly that the viewpoint characters were switching around and what works really great in audiobooks is if you have very strong viewpoint characters that it doesn't you don't get halfway through a chapter and now when someone's talking it's from somebody else's point of view yes. and then somebody else starts talking and suddenly yeah. they leave the room and you're like oh we followed this person um, into the room yeah. and now we followed that person out yeah. that is awful for audiobooks like trying to keep track of what's going on true and it can work okay with um with um like ebooks because you can like see those breaks in the page a bit yeah. better and yeah. it's, it, it's just a bit easier to follow it in that way so i thought well i'll continue this on with um as an ebook and i'll continue and i'll save my um audio book credit my audible credit mm-hmm. for this month and uh, and use that for something else which i'm like really excited about and other people on audible seem to be recommending um, so I started with this book and you also started on with the book as well. And you said to me, yes, uh, you said to me at one point, have you started it yet? And I said, no. And you're like, well, I'm going to. And then you stopped talking. And uh, and you were, then you said, oh, I'll leave you to actually start the book first. And then I'll tell you this thing. And you still haven't told it to me. Do you remember what that was that you were like, yes, let I, me I say something and then actually no, start reading it first and then I'll get to it. Go I do it. remember. Oh, and just after I'd said it, I looked at the English cover of the book again and then yeah. my whole point would would just not have made sense anymore. So basically what's happening is that there's um this book is called The Last Astronaut. Yeah. And so in the ebook store, yeah. it also has the German translation which costs 15 euros. Okay. Why ever? It's a German oh, translation. So the English so. version is two euros. Yes. And the German in the translation is 15 euros. Yeah, yes. they haven't, like, the German uh, hasn't book, dropped book, yet. book pricing uh-huh. yeah, hasn't kicked in. And um, But the German version is called Die Letzte Astronautin. Because in German, we mm-hmm. do have the genderization yeah. of of nouns and yep. things. So it's the last woman astronaut. Yeah, the last woman astronaut, basically. Female, probably best to say female. Maybe I guess, female. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then so I thought, oh, the German book is really spoiling that. But then I saw that the English book has a subtitle. And <laughs> yeah, now Luke is squinting his eyes to see the subtitle. I, I'm going to click on the book cover because I can't see the... Oh, enlarged cover. Here we go. Uh, we thought we no longer needed her, the last astronaut. Yeah, okay. So I wouldn't and say that's a, a spoiler or anything. Yes. Just... So that was the point that I then dropped because it didn't make sense yeah. anymore after me actually looking on, on the cover because it's obviously 
a woman in an astronaut suit. And so it is about a female astronaut. Let's talk about the movie The Last Jedi. Uh, yeah, okay. The, the, the question is, who is The Last Jedi? <laughs> yes. And it's one of those things that are like, oh, is, is she The Last Jedi? Or is this the story of The Last Jedi with Jedi being a multiple Yes, you know, the, and then I the was thinking, Jedi. is it the last astronaut? Because she was NASA's last astronaut. Yeah. But it starts off the book, and there's like four astronauts straight away, and then we find them. There's another three astronauts on top of that, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, so we're up to seven astronauts now. So, but this also says here in this um, in this blurb, it said this is a gripping near future thriller. Uh, a struggle, a terrifying struggle to for survival in the depths of space. So you're thinking, is it a, is she, is she's just the last astronaut in the book? But no, it's yeah. neither. She isn't no, the last she, astronaut. She's like, she's the last uh, fully trained astronaut yeah. who wants to around. go back to space. Yeah. So uh, let's get into the last astronaut. The blurb is very simple. When uh, was she, it written? Uh, this was written. Oh yeah. This was uh, from written two years ago, published July, 2019. Um, it literary awards. It was the Arthur C. Clarke Award nominee, Audible Award nominee for science fiction, twenty twenty. Um, oh, maybe so. Audible, uh, maybe Audible thought, thought it was a good audio book, but mm-hmm. uh, that's weird. Interesting. So, uh, so yeah, recent book, and right. um, yeah, uh, on on Audible, not uh, no, sorry, on Goodreads, a three point six rating overall, mm-hmm. which is pretty low. However, the last yeah. book that I reviewed, Pacific Edge by Kim Stanley Robinson, yeah. also had like a three point seven. So, yeah. uh, but it's, you it's always have to remember to compare it. the order, the um, so the Goodreads rating scale is yeah. three and a half stars is a is a zero star, but is really zero stars, and four point five stars is a five star book. So that's if you actually aggregation, it's you forget everything from zero stars up to three and a half stars and everything from four and a half stars average up to five stars mm. really the scale is between three and a half and four and a half stars that's yeah. where you can actually see what the, the what the scale really is so yeah. this, is, this is low on the three and a half to four and a half stars scale yes um either way we got into the book and it really is this she is um sally jenkins jensen jensen San, sally jensen why where's jenkins am i from jensen uh, sally jensen was an astronaut yep. um and there was a disaster on the way to Mars. Yep. And then, uh, and then, so they came back to Earth, and mm. they're like, "Well, that was such a disaster. We're closing down the NASA, man- NASA manned astronaut program, or uh, okay, uh, human astronaut program, or whatever he says at the start. Yes, it's not manned because she was a woman. Um, nah. So yeah, so that was th- that was the thing. That was what they did. And then mm. twenty years later, they're like, "Oh shit." Um, a, a, an asteroid or something is coming back. Oh, they, they name check the Amuamua um, thing. Yes. Yeah, and they're like, well, this swung through in 2018. This one, this cigar-shaped object swung through yeah. uh, at high speed through and the solar system, went, went out, out again. again. Now yeah. something exactly the same shape from the same place is coming back, but it's ten times as big. It's it's not just eight kilometers long. It's eighty kilometers long. Yeah. And it's swinging through, and as it's approaching towards Earth orbit, it's slowing da, 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 down. Da, da, da. Dum dum. Yeah. it's slowing down and that's where they go right let's send a mission out to it so it's a first contact book right. where people are going out to see a big long spinning cigar shaped, cigar shaped object mm. um which immediately brings to mind some you know obvious examples Although, we were talking about yeah. the uh um, all judgment fled by is it james white i can't remember james right uh the book that i couldn't remember mm. back from when reading it in the 1990s the, the alien blanket 
Yeah, there was a blanket alien. But that's, again, people getting into, like, uh, Apollo-era-style, like, capsules and flying out to right. to see something which has come... To, which The opening of that book is the same thing. Something flew into our solar system and slowed down. So yep. we know it's not natural. We've just got to go and check it out. Yep. So they get together a team. NASA actually re- reprises its uh, tra- training program. Gets together, yeah, in, in The Last Astronaut. Gets together a crack squad of people and sends them out into space. And they approach it, and there's also a, a, a private company has sent their own, a space company, K-Space, has sent out their own mission with three astronauts on their spaceship, and they mm-hmm. arrive there, and then I stopped reading. So uh, I read, you know, 25% of this book. What, how far did you get into this book? 23%. 23. So we both, so Juliana said, oh, I tried reading a bit more today. And I said, look, we don't have to finish this book. And you know why not? Because unlike The Swarm by Frank Schetzing, <laughs> even though this book was a gift to us, I mean, someone paid $25 for us to get us to read it. Yes. We could go through with a book, but there's other better books to read. And we both have access to other better books. Juliana's got her library app. She's going to start reading Piranesi next. And we're going to yeah. talk about Piranesi again. I'm probably going to listen to the audiobook of Piranesi again. Because it's a better book than this. And I've got many, many other better books just hanging out there. Even in the Audible free library ready to go. Yeah. We don't have to put... I don't have to continue reading a book. Which again is making... It's it's making me dumber reading this book. We're I wouldn't say it's making me dumber, but there's nothing in this book which has any, which shows any intelligence at all. And it's, and it's not making me angry, but it's making me disappointed that all of the things that I thought was wrong with the Frank Schetzing book are on display here. Yeah, yes. And I don't need to, in the current world, I don't need to keep reading a book, which, which is bad fiction. It's bad science fiction. Oh no! It's it's not just bad science fiction. It's bad fiction. <laughs> yeah. It's and it's bad science. Like it, it, like <laughs> uh, everything that I want from bad science fiction isn't there. The fiction isn't there. Is terrible. The, the science the, is really terrible. The the, the writing. And the writing the is some of the worst writing I've read for a long time. The characters are just nothing there at all. Oh, and also this. Huh. Well, let's go through it. Let's okay. go through it. I made okay. some notes. Okay. Can I? Yeah. Um, okay. Do it first. Yeah. Yeah. You do an opening statement. That's my opening statement. Okay. My opening statement is: if a book is making me feel this, I. Even if a, a Patreon supporter has asked us to read this, I can't go on reading this because it makes me feel dumb and angry. Yes. Go. I just feel sorry. I also feel sorry about my iPad, which what? just crashed. Oh, <laughs> open the app again. Uh, I was just wanting to do like a big statement of like and oh, you made a show note, did something you? And, okay. you know. Is it launched again? The it's iBooks app. It's so slow. Oh my God. That iPad is from 2012, I think. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, or 2013. It. It's an eight-year-old iPad mini. As, as soon as they got to the, the first iPad mini with a retina screen, screen, I bought it. Yeah. And that's that's how old the iPad mini is. Okay, here we Should go. Get you a Kindle? It's into the... No, I can't do Kindles. Okay. I tried. <laughs> it's, it, I, my eyes don't, don't work. I'm just filling time until you get your opening statement ready. Thank Are you, you so ready much. to go? <laughs> thank, thank you so much. Okay. I, I do like reading out sections from books when I want to show something. And I think this is definitely one of them. She pulled it hard. Explosive bolts connecting the excursion module to the hab lab detonated instantly, one of them going off right right in her face. Light bursts all around her and she was blinded for a second, a very bad second, during which she heard her face plate start to crack. 
The explosion threw her bodily away from the module, swinging out into deep space on her tether, out of control and tumbling. Yeah. And you made a note is, of that. That's like the opening section. That's like the prologue the of the book. This is the first page. Yeah. Ha, does this does this author not have an editor? Yeah. Like it made me angry that I had to read something through her bodily is that english language it can be english language what, what, what kind of like i've never heard this kind of use of english language it, and it's not it's not uh flowery or no, it's garbage something? it's garbage writing david wellington can't write a good sentence i made oh. a note i made some notes here um, it, there's this one thing I actually <laughs> see it's me saying actually now because I'm about to say actually um, NASA it, it, this is weird because I somebody else posted in the in the Goodreads forum said hey you should check out this review of this person <laughs> and because she's also yes. putting quotes from this first art we I realized oh literally like she quotes the book four times three of those four quotes I'd actually also, highlighted yes. as examples of bad writing yeah. um, when NASA actually answered his message he'd basically just walked out the door he'd never actually expected this to happen uh, and he hadn't thought about it now it was time to make an actual decision and then in the next paragraph um uh, someone had asked him if he wanted a cup of coffee but he'd said yes and he said yes because he hadn't actually been listening and i'm like you how do you use it actually mm -hmm. four times like three times or what yep. is it, four times in three short paragraphs and i made a note of two of them i'm like because beforehand He'd been saying actually, like writing actually too many times. And then I'm like, is this a character? Is he trying to write this character? But it turns out, no, all of the characters. Um, it, that's why it's so difficult to work out when the viewpoint is switching. Mm. Because all of it is written in this same, like, rubbish, casual language style. Yeah, but unlike clumsily, the Martian, yeah. we don't only have one person that mm. we can really attach to his way, the yeah. way he talks and thinks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I wrote my diploma thesis... Mm. Um, I wrote, I don't know, 60 pages. I don't know how many words that are. It's a lot of words. And one of the things is I was writing it with the help, not writing it with the help of a friend of mine, but she helped reading yeah. through things. Yeah. And she pointed out certain words to me. Like so stop what, using these words. <laughs> they, they just came again and again. Yeah. And so I basically went through after writing all the paragraphs typed in this word into my computer because this is what you can do in yeah. computers you can search for specific words this yeah. is why computers are so great and yeah. you don't write by hand anymore we can't do that so you type in this one word and then it come you see that it comes up 78 times yeah that is just too in much in 60 pages that one word is there like on every page yeah, exactly yeah, so that needed to be changed and i did that so the, the david wellington's language is terrible and um, the the worst thing about it is it. I don't mind like that kind of folksy language, mm. like using the word actually. There's nothing wrong with using the word actually, no. but you can't put that in as a as a, a replacement for real character work. Mm -hmm. Like if it had said, "Oh, he actually hadn't expected NASA to get back to him," mm. that's fine. But what would like if you want to use that like folksy language? Another way that you could written it, not to like strip out the actually, he could you could say something like and using like the w modern word like dropping like and actually in there. It could be could be something like um, 
He was sitting in front of his computer and a message, or he remembered sitting in front of his computer and the message popped up and he was like, whoa, I didn't expect NASA to actually get back to me. Yeah. And wow, that has really made my day. Like you can put that in the in the words or in the brain of somebody yeah. and make it into a character moment that the tech, that, that the computer nerd uses the word actually a lot. Well, actually, yeah. like he, if yeah. he is a well actually guy, I would expect it to be like that to be more in his voice, that he's the well actually guy. And the word actually was used so much that I thought he was then the that guy. You know, yeah. I thought he was the food on shoulder guy. I thought he was the actually guy. Yeah. Well, actually, because he starts off being the well actually guy. Oh, we have the manned space program here. Well, actually, it's not the manned <laughs> thing. It's the human, it's the human, uh, NASA human space flight department, not the manned space flight, because now we have women. And I'm like, wow, this is this actually guy who uses, uh, like, in his internal dialogue or whatever it is, uses the word actually so many times, is the, well, actually guy, food on shoulder, like, nothing nerd person. And then, like, like uh, a chapter later, it turns out that someone sees him, like, this other technologist is like, oh, she couldn't help hugging him. And then later on, they're flirting and he's been dating other people. I'm like, what? I thought this guy was, like, the, the Dennis Nedry food on shoulder guy. Food mm. on shoulder is a, a, a code word between me and Juliana to describe a certain type of person who has a lack of social skills, who doesn't understand that he'll turn up to a meeting with someone and hasn't noticed that he's got food on his shoulder because it's from a from a story from a p person these I actually exist. met. Nothing against these people. They're no, nice people. It's great, but, but it's sometimes just, sometimes people see, yeah. Sometimes people can be the well actually that I, guy. I food can on also sometimes guy. be the food on like. <laughs> You know, it does happen. We, everywhere we can do. Yes. But it turns out... But it turns out, no, not... he's like some heartthrob super guy who wanted to be an astronaut who then couldn't be an astronaut. And I'm like, and then, I don't understand the character building here. And then you know what we find out? That it's what? actually... Actually? David Wellington, who is the actually guy. Yeah, okay. And that's the worst thing. Yeah, okay. So putting aside... Oh, there's also lots of had-hads and gotten's. Like he'd gotten all of the passive stuff. Like, yeah. Uh, which is again bad but i don't want to stop there because the notes that i made in the first 25 um let's go on to the bad fiction kind of place okay i have oh do you two, want two I, more I, writing I, ones? I just have three okay. three notes Look, we literally didn't either of us get 25 percent of this book and i don't want this episode to last I, two and a half I, hours i know okay. i know that but it is important okay do the notes because i need to figure out if i'm crazy or if, if this is just <laughs> weird writing okay it is probably weird writing so sentence sentence I don't know. I don't want to go into the chapter. My I, yeah. my iPad is just too Just slow. from the notes, yeah. Okay. That he wouldn't be able to make his case convincingly enough to even get NASA's attention. Yeah. That he would he he wouldn't make his case convincingly enough. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were going to... There's all of these sentences could be rewritten to be competently written sentences. That's the thing. You know, it is possible to do this. In this way, it would have to be like he was worried that his argument wasn't convincing. Certainly not convincing enough to like to, to, convince, to, to NASA. convince a NASA to even pick up the phone. Like yeah. It is possible to rewrite all of this. But that he starts writing and then sort of like halfway through the sentence, David Wellington is realizing, oh, I should put a little bit of emphasis in here. Yeah. So instead of rewriting the sentence to be a better sentence with emphasis where he wants it, he just drops in the word actually or basically or convincing. convincing 
Kissingly or, or bodily. Yeah, bodily, whatever. This all is all the same is, category, isn't yeah. it? Uh, now I understand. Adverbs or whatever. You understand yes. what I'm saying? That? Yeah, yeah. All and right. then and the second just, point, yeah. And then just some, like, she, up until that point when I read, she did the EVA. Yeah. And she, I don't know, she attached some bits on the outside of, of, the, of the spacecraft. And then there was a laser that she put up. Yeah. And then it says here, the tunable laser. Yeah, tunable laser. And then I thought, or is he meaning the turnable no, laser? No, tunable because, laser. Because later... Um, it, it says said, it can turn and point wherever it needs to be. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's a tunable laser. But here's... Okay, let's skip over the bad fiction bit. Let's get straight onto the bad science fiction-y bit. Okay. And we'll get to the bad science bit in a bit. But this right. is bad science fiction because it's taking the wall dressing of what we think science fiction is going to be or what science fiction entails, like mm. NASA spaceships, um, alien first contact, mm. all of the stuff that you want science fiction, what you want science fiction to be about. And as a science fiction reader mm. and as someone who enjoys science fiction books and movies and TV, but mostly books, you know, mm -hmm. mostly novels is, is what I go for. What he's done, it's like he's read a load of science fiction books or a few science fiction books mm. over the past 15 years and then just grabbed different stuff mm. and just thrown it together. So a, a tunable laser, like tuning lasers into for different frequencies or radio tuning, like you tune radio frequencies right. or whatever. Yeah. It's sort of like, oh, we need some sensors. Right, we're going to do a first concept thing, so we're going to flash some lights. So we'll have a light. We'll have something that flashes sound. Well, well no, mm. space, so not sound, but like x-rays and stuff. And, and I was reading this, sort of like, you've just gone, ah, oh, we need something with x-rays, gamma rays, something with really big particles and really small particles, even though at the time I was thinking, is wait, are there, aren't those really slow, sort of like slow particles and fast particles and neutrinos, yeah, neutrinos and, yes. and tunable lasers? It's sort of like, I don't know, maybe these things will come in handy later on in the novel that mm. I'm not going to finish reading. But what you're reading there is just this grab bag of stuff which sounds science fiction-y mm. and then it just gets all like push like put on the page mm. without any thought of what these things are for or what's being used for yes just let's just have an overabundance of things that might yeah. come in we'll talk about for. evas and tethers and stuff but all that stuff isn't needed in the end yeah maybe it is needed in the novel but at the time it's just filling the word up with the sorry filling the page up with words yeah. which have a veneer of science fictiony stuff to them yes what makes this really bad science fiction and I'll get onto what makes it bad fiction and what makes it bad science in a bit. But what makes it bad science fiction is that the things that I want from science fiction are skipped over in this book. Two, yes. the rubbishy, like soap opera, misunderstanding based um, drama that there is. Totally. There. That happened like twice, I think, in this 25%. Straight away. Yeah. Um, what it comes down to is that what I want from science fiction... Now, again, I think we might even do an episode about this because we've been watching For All Mankind. We did. And All On Mankind has very little science fiction, but it does have some science fiction in. You mm -hmm. know, it's this alternate alternate timeline of NASA throughout the 60s and... Well, 70s and 80s, mostly. But what it has is enough of what i want that when so, oh, and it has enough science fictiony or enough space elements there mm. that when a problem is presented so for example in here in season two they say ah we we like someone is there's a confrontation and the black astronaut is pretty much like why am i always traveling on the back of the spaceship i want to be up in the driver's seat of the yes. spaceship make me a commander yeah and then they walk through and then he's like he's sort of like i'll see what i can do and then he walks through and they're like we've got this bullshit political mission we want russians and americans to shake 
hands in space, but we think the Russians only want to do it because they want to see our space shuttle. And they and, want to see, yes, and, and, and also they want us to say no so yeah, they can so see. They can Look, face, we, yeah. And straight away, you can literally press pause and you're like, right. Again, it's not problem solving in terms of technical problem solving, but you're like, what is possible at this moment? And yeah. you already, you're, as they're setting up the problem, you're like, ah, what we need to do is we need to get an Apollo module, <laughs> put the put the black astronaut in the Apollo module and then send her up and then she can shake out. You know, it's one of those things where you're just sort of like, ah, right, there is science fictiony stuff. And you're like, and that's going to be difficult. And you know why it's going to be difficult? Because of politics. And you know why it's going to be difficult? Because we need to put it on a rocket. It's sort of like, well, we've got this old, uh, you know mm -hmm. Apollo no not Apollo we've got this Saturn 1 mm -hmm. this Saturn 1B sitting there we don't need we don't need a Saturn 5 one of the smaller rockets is going to be good stick the capsule on top send them up Apollo capsule great and then you see the people training for that and you see them getting the spaceship out of storage mm -hmm. and then they're like docking connectors and there's this massive subplot of uh, in For All Mankind about them like right we're going to have a docking connector here and a dock and they do the whole diagramming it out and doing and they come up with the international docking connector standard yes. like 20 years too early yeah. for what's actually there but it's the same kind of thing and you see those conversations between people and even though that is a very very minor point because actually what For All Mankind is really about is lots of actors giving actorly speeches to each other which I'm, I'm there lapping it all up Being but with act this, this, yeah. this, the science fictiony layers to it which mm. is when what you actually want is like let's get the old spaceship out of storage, yeah. let's put it on an old rocket, let's work out what the docking connectors are going to be and try and connect together a Russian spaceship and a, and a Soyuz Apollo and put them together in space. And you know what, what? I, I think I can what? reduce all this down to saying what? this is not about coming like as a, a creative person, as a writer coming up with lots and lots of problems. No. This is about the solutions yeah, it, that, that the, are yeah, it's you know, the that basic... the people that we we attach to because we get to know them. Yeah that these people are with what they have on hand they yeah. are finding the solutions and we want to read about the solutions yes even if but even if we don't read about the solutions and now I, it's not that everything has to be mark watney on mars like no, solving problems but what science fiction it is or what i want science fiction to be is a moment if you press pause in the book and then go right like what can happen now mm -hmm. based on the science that's been established up until this point based on the world building up into this point now not all science fiction has to be this like i just did this pacific edge which has got like none of that in at no, all of like course not. it's all about wishy-washy social science and all that kind of thing but there is that moment in this book where they're like hey what we need to do is get the old what do they call it the Orion capsule out of uh, you know we're going to get this Orion capsule mm. which was built to go to Mars yes. and we're now going to go out to meet this object this right. cigar shaped object which is slowing down towards Earth mm -hmm. let's get that out and they're like great we can do it and we're going to get these four people together and then it's literally sh smash so cut two cut, cut and then suddenly they are they're on the way and they're going to be there in a week, week. they are already yeah. weeks on the way so we are missing out on weeks yeah, no, not just weeks. Oh, months? But like months of them getting I, this I, mission together. Yes, I saw that and I thought, wait, wh why did we... Mm. Yeah, not every science fiction book has to be cool space 
problem solving. It doesn't have to be that way. But this book suddenly showed me a promise of like, oh, we're going to get these Orion capsules and put them together. And also the other thing is sort of like they got Soyuz technology and they went up with that. Mm. And this is written in in um, whatever. But the point, my, one of my main issues of the laziness of this is that this book is from 20, this book is set in 2062 or whatever. Yeah, 65, I uh, think. And But the level of technology David Wellington hasn't invented anything which isn't already reported yeah. on yeah, well, The Verge. Be- because com. he made it easy for them himself because yeah. NASA was shut down. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's, it stopped on, yeah, it stopped on the level of today. Yeah, it stops on the level. And he's sort of like, what do capsules look like? Uh, the same. Sort of like an Orion, like is an Orion slash Apollo slash, you know, whatever the current capsule kind of thing is now. Yeah. Oh, in, in all this year's time, there's going to be like the richest man in the world, the Jeff Bezos slash... And um, he's not just a billionaire. Yeah, a trillionaire. Like he's that. a trillionaire. And he's funding his own space company and they do space hotels. But then the people who are establishing multiple space hotels in orbit, the only spaceship that they can get to fly out to meet this spaceship coming in is like a Soyuz capsule. And I'm like, really? That's like, yeah, whatever. And so all of like the speculative stuff of that I want from science and, fiction is missing too. And I read, I this is literally where I just stopped. This is where yeah. the point where one of the, one of the characters meets this trillionaire. Guy. Yeah, and it gets he gets introduced by like saying like oh yeah and then he made everybody not using the word phone anymore and then he yeah. had this k whatever k whatever k, yeah. k k k whatever yeah and that's it we never get to hear any nope. any what any of the technology yeah all of the technology in this is sort of like they, let's do augmented reality and at one point i was i found it weird because she was like oh i'm looking down at earth from above and it's way better than any vr scene that i've ever seen yes and then it cuts to her turning off that vr scene and i'm like wait what so that was that was virtual reality yes, it was a feed it was. and she wasn't yes so I was and like, that, I don't that, that scene confused me as as well there's climate change there's flooding people are moving away from the coast but then all of that is like just it's every all All of the science fictional speculation world building stuff is like skipped over so much that just throwing in AR goggles or things that you clip to your nose or your yeah, ear, yeah, whatever. whatever. Oh, And also there's this one person that just got introduced where I stopped. Yeah. She she had a dragon tattoo which moved yeah it's so like face. an animated tattoo and they're like oh animated tattoos are now just a technology uh, that you can have and right. it's just whatever oh, and it made okay. him flinch also the richest man in the world who owns a space company the 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 um the director of the human space flight center at nasa meets that person and doesn't recognize him sort of like oh yeah my name's Stephen, and you are oh i'm the richest man in the world who owns a space company who has set a rival message so like you would know what that person looks like mm. nobody in the space industry is surprised that even jeff if bezos you are 70 years old yeah, jeff bezos turns up or elon it's like an elon musk kind of figure turning yeah. up meeting the director of human space services at uh at yeah, nasa yeah, everybody knows him and, at nasa yeah and the human space program director is sort of like who are you oh you're elon musk it's like yes the person who owns a space company You don't not you send it. you send payloads. That's up not bad with, science with fiction. Us. That's not bad science fiction. That's just bad, bad characters. Fiction. Bad fiction, which we'll get onto in a second. I just want to talk about before we go into the bad fiction. I just want to talk about the bad some of the bad science in this. Now, okay. I don't mind unbelievable stuff or bad science. I don't even mind bad science. No, if you go with it, if, in, if this is established that yeah. this is this is a thing. Yeah, this sure. is how I can enjoy so many books from like so many science fiction books from like. You know, even like uh, a journey to the center of the earth or first man in the moon, where it's sort of like, yeah, we're going to put someone in a cannon and people are going to get in a cannon. We're going to shoot them from Florida to the moon. Sure. And I'm like, sure, great. Yeah, like in, in this th- world. This is literally why it's called fiction. Yes. 
However, sometimes science is important for me to trust you as a science fiction mm-hmm. author. You have to show some understanding of anything to do with sp- if you're doing a space adventure mm-hmm. you have to show some ad- some understanding of how things work in space mm. unless you're breaking those rules for poetic reasons now one of the things from the start of uh for all mankind season two is there's this um solar storm and mm-hmm. to show the effect of the radiation hitting the moon, yeah. they show the whole surface rippling and lots yeah, of and particles coming like up. This. It looks and it's beautiful. Amazing. It's amazing. It's yes. beautiful. It shows the radiation. Yes. Because otherwise, it's television. Otherwise, you can't you see radiation. See. No, no there's see. no science. That you like can you can, you have see. these little red things on people's wrists which show. Oh, if they're we're green. Good. Oh, they're green. And, and if, if they're, they're red, red, you yeah. have too much. But there's this poetic moment and as I'm watching it I'm like I and of course there's this moment of sacrifice whatever Mm. and I'm like got tears in my eyes and it's like the music is amazing and the Mm. acting is great and there's Mm. sacrifice and stuff and this one little niggling part of my brain is going wow this science is bullshit this isn't what the the moon looks like when radiation hits the moon it didn't didn't matter so much in the back of my mind yeah however in this book so that's that's like some bad science in science fiction which Which you don't you go with because there's story reasons for it it's it's Pro, pro, not even story reasons for it but it's it's like again it's, it's what is it making you feel you'll remember how right. it makes you feel yes and in this book it begins and i made some i made some notes here let me go let me go to my notes um uh where are the notes notes uh oh i, I gotta scroll through the uh actually stuff um <laughs> it's too much actually stuff yeah the mm-hmm. um oh She'd piloted... Sally Jensen knew the ship better than anyone alive. She'd piloted it halfway to Mars and back. And I'm like, how does that work? She'd piloted it halfway to Mars and back. Oh, she... She she was the commander... She was the commander... Of the ship... If you have even, not even if you've read the book The Martian, which this this book is trying to be like The Martian in some ways... Mm. Or gravity, you know. I, I noticed it here. People says, "Oh, like in the in gravity, the in the yeah. vibe of gravity mixed with the yes. expanse." I think someone mentioned that before in the one the reviews. Um, but we know from the movie The Martian. Don't even see it. That if you want to get to, to Mars, you can't go halfway to Mars and back. In fact, if you're yes, on your way you're back right. from Mars, yeah, that's true. To you, you Earth, need... you can't turn around halfway and go back. You've actually got to go via Earth to get that gravity swing to yes. go back there. Yeah. And when you're going around Mars to get back to Earth, you can't just turn your spaceship you around just and just go sh- back like you can in a car. That, oh, David Wellington doesn't understand that to get somewhere in the solar system, you can't just fire a rocket until you're getting in the right speed and then slow it down again. And then when you get to where you want to go, just fly. Oh, we're going to our ah. There's been a disaster. Let's turn around halfway to Mars and go back to earth mm. even if you don't even if you're not going to land on mars and you're gonna go directly back to earth without stopping around mars the only way to get an orion capsule back to earth again is to do a, a, a slingshot around mars and back again right this i wouldn't care about this if it was in a book which is sort of like oh they got halfway to mars and they had to come back around again and at that point you can say oh they already at that point developed the uh, 
crazy exactly. as crazy other thing. What's the drive in the expanse where you can just you can yeah, just you run just, it for a, however long you want? It is possible. That's yeah. why you're writing books. Yes, yeah. it's okay to have a system, have a space system which you can go halfway to Mars, turn around and come back again without going out and doing mm-hmm. the gravity assist swing mm-hmm. by a Mars again. No, it's just a minor thing. But then later on in the book, and I'm going to go back to my going to go back to my notes again here. Oh, I I don't know how to use the app properly. Um, on notes. Uh, the tension is rising. Yeah, he goes. Um, how the hell? Oh, they had made it. She fired Orion's retros to cut their acceleration. Two plumes of vapor lance forward across the view from the cupola. So she's in Orion. She fired Orion's retros to cut their acceleration. And I was thinking, how? What is it? What does that even mean? That is literally like saying I'm driving my car and I put my foot on the accelerator to stop myself braking or to... No, it doesn't even work that way. It's like I put my foot on the accelerator to slow myself down because you don't fire retro rockets to cut acceleration. You fire rockets to cause acceleration. You you would have to say she fired Orion's retros to stop their approach any further and to match speed with the space like you're not cutting your acceleration by firing retro rockets that's not what retro rockets do they stop they slow you down like they can stop your forward pace they reduce your speed they don't cut your acceleration unless there's a if there's a rocket firing out the back which is accelerating right and you think well what i want to do is stop accelerating i'm going to fire my retro thrusters to put rockets going out ahead to stop your acceleration to balance out the rockets from behind yes that's what i thought that that meant that no because to stop your acceleration what you do is turn off any thrusters as soon as you turn off any thrusters you're not accelerating anymore unless you're falling towards right. a planet and then i'm thinking well if she was was she falling towards this big spaceship like is this big this big alien craft coming in is that big enough that you're accelerating towards that, it it may, but has in, gravity mm. but so you no but she was accelerating towards this uh, wanderer the 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 spaceship no, of this the was other... actually when she's coming into the main thing and it but it happens again later on in this thing oh i keep pressing the wrong button i think what 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 in this sense what um um sprung out to me is that if you want to say that you know about space science what you have to say out loud at some point is oh yeah and she couldn't really hear anything because there's no sound in space this is like one of those catchphrases like if you you've heard that one time if you know what's going on in space you know oh that it's a vacuum in space so no sound so if you drop that sentence yeah listen to this this is another place this is when she's on an eva and she's going across somewhere and she's got these nozzles you know she's fired she stabbed at her keypad and sent gas jetting from the four nozzles on the front of her suit pushing back against her forward thrust decelerating hard no you you don't shoot gas forward pushing back against her forward thrust you if that would have made sense she stabbed at the keypad and sent gas jetting from four nozzles on the front of her suit pushing back against her forward movement her forward momentum momentum, but not her forward thrust because thrust is what you do if you're thrusting out the back so what i'm saying is that david wellington doesn't 
under he doesn't know what the word acceleration means he doesn't know what the word thrust means he doesn't know what orbits are he doesn't know like anything <laughs> at all and this is a book which is set in space he, where people just, are flying around in space and orbiting things and, and accelerating words he's just yeah. heard words yeah. oh i'm gonna push back against my forward thrust by what thrusting so you've got thrust coming out the front and thrust coming out the back at the same time and you're equaling out it's like no just turn off all thrust and then you don't have thrust and also you don't have acceleration so the main source of drama in this part of this book I'm like, I don't understand the, the words he's using is sort of like, and I put the, I'm going so far forward and my rear engines are pushing forward on my car hmm. that to stop myself accelerating forward, I put my front wheels in reverse and put my foot down on the front wheel accelerator to put them in reverse. And I'm like, no, like you don't like to, to move, a, to move an object. You don't have one set of wheels going forward and the other set of wheels going backwards to equal out forward thrust. You turn off thrust, like those kind of things. But, uh, but here's the thing: it got down to the point where they're saying there's this big geodesic dome. Maybe I'm not sure if you got to the geodesic dome, but there's this thing called the hive. It looks like a big beer hive, and it's made of three geodesic domes stacked on top of each other. Is that down on Earth again? Yeah, down on yeah, Earth. Yeah, this is the the, the chapter that I, yeah, where yeah, I stopped. Where stopped. Like he, okay. he he just uh, arrived there and talked to the people. I didn't go any further than that. Yeah, but this is literally the notes that I made of it. It said this. Um, uh, the nerve, the actual, the actual, here we go. The actual nerve center was a geodesic tome, dome, half a kilometer wide, one of the largest buildings in America, just slightly smaller than the Pentagon. And I'm like, great. That is, even with, they got the word actual in there and it's nerve center, geodesic dome. Geodesic dome sounds uh, futuristic-y enough. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody knows what a geodesic dome goes like that. Two more geodesic domes were stacked on top of it to give it a distinct beehive look. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go with geodesic domes stacked on top of each other. Fine. There's no problem. And then it says, the skin of each dome was subdivided into hexagons 10 meters wide. And here's the thing. I literally made a note. Geodesic domes aren't just made out of hexagons. It's like somebody has once seen a geodesic dome and is like, oh, geodesic dome. Uh, hexagons. hexagons, right? It's like, yes, but it's not just hexagons. Isn't it hexagons and pentagons? And pentagons. And it, it's like a, is a football. Yeah, it's it like has, a football. It that needs, is a football. It needs all. <laughs> you need hexagons and pentagons. For every six pentagons that are around you. No, for every six hex. No, no. For, for, for every pentagon that you have, there's five. Six, no, there's five. Uh, five yeah, there's hexagons five around hexagons around it. Pentagons. And that creates it. Now, there, there won't be only hexagons, but why am I making notes saying David Wellington once saw a geodesic dome and is trying to remember what a geodesic dome looks like? Mm. And, and this is the laziness that comes from it. It's sort of like, oh, I remember this scene in another movie. What did they say? Thrusters forward. Let's accelerate this way. Let's do this. What does the geodesic do? It's like he's just closed his eyes, started just writing away and has not put then put in any of the work to go okay what is the drama of this scene what is the world building function of the yeah. scene what is the <clears throat> personal connections between what is the storytelling anything like that it sort of just goes i'll just do this fire hose of science fictiony sounding words yeah it, all it does is belie a, a lack of understanding of what a geodesic dome is now i don't need an author to understand what a geodesic dome is in the geometry behind it. it yeah 
He could have just say, okay, a geodesic dome stacked on top of each other. Three geodesic domes some makes skin. it look like it'd be out fine. But right. the fact that he said it then they were just covered in. And then he said the whole, every geodesic dome could be made black or like it can be made black to, to stop light coming in mm. and out mm. or clear. And then the whole thing as well was a was solar was a solar panel array. And I'm like, how can something be both a solar panel and a window and turn black? Now, I'm sure there is a way to do it. But the point is, 65. If light can go all the way through a window, it means none of that light is being con- like turned into electrical energy, or maybe it is. I don't know, but it's just thrown at this. It like the whole thing is just like all this garbage words just thrown at something. Sort of like, wouldn't it be cool if a building was a geodesic dome and this and that and this and that? And it's just it's just garbage, and it made me feel oh, 54 minutes. Yes, yes, I know, Fuck. I know. But I, one more thing I wanted to mention about this is that all the science that you just mentioned, all the science fiction stuff that you mentioned. I also want to just quickly point out that all the characters, and I'm only 23% in, I know, I there's lots more in this book which I haven't read and I also saw that it's about some somehow horror somewhere, which I'm not a fan of. But all the characters are one of the most flat characters I have read in a long time. Those, we've, so far we've seen 10 characters in this book. They're so flat. They you have don't no know the characters. Between, yeah. They have no. I mean, he he uses words to describe the characters, and he uses quirks for them to make them be characters. They're flat. Yeah. Like there's nothing to them. Yeah. I just actually wanted to come back to this. There's two more things, reasons why this is bad science fiction, mm-hmm. which I just want to bring up. Let's get into characters in a second, but I've got this note in front of me here. It says, we know the laws of a physic- we know the laws of physics and how they apply to big, dumb objects moving through space. And then he says, now this, and it doesn't apply to this. The, the issue with this is that science fiction readers, the, the term big, dumb object is a known trope yeah. and a known term in science fiction. Yeah. And you can't then use that term incorrectly in a science fiction book because an asteroid isn't a big, dumb, a dim, big, dumb object in science fiction terms. Yeah. He's saying this asteroid came through and that's just a big, dumb object. But now we're going to go out to this large um, science fiction alien craft which is coming into our... Like, oh, so you're going to do Red Rendezvous with Rama right. and you're going to do all of these other things which are actually all big, dumb objects. The whole point of a big, dumb object is that it's just arriving and you don't know what it's there for and it's difficult to explore and mm-hmm. you never actually see the intelligence behind it. Like Rama, like Marrow, and like... Um, even like Blindsight, you know, by Peter Watts. And that's another mm. spiky, a very, very spiky science fiction spaceship that they go out and do. This yeah. is like Blindsight, but dumb in every single way that Blindsight <laughs> was amazingly intelligent and yes. one of the best science the fiction. Writing. One of the first big dumb object, let's get a team together and fly out there. Like, oh, another time in the book, it says, uh, what is it? Rao can help. Uh, herself. She grabbed him in a tight hug. I've spent my whole life looking for aliens, she said, since summer in middle school when she had read Asimov and Clark and Leckie. It had been the thing she had dreamed of. Ugh, whatever the language is there. But like this name check suddenly is clunk. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to name oh, he does check that. He Asimov. does that again. Yeah. He does it again later somewhere where it says, uh, oh, it's um, uh, Clark and um, Le Guin. No, no, it's this. It's this. Uh, Asimov, Clark, Leckie. 
he that is no the no, bit... no it comes again, oh, again later, later like, as well. he, oh, he mentioned somewhere where somebody talks about Le Guin and that's uh, okay. not in this bit no I think you might be mistaken that's Asimov Clark and Leckie maybe you're getting Le Guin no. and Leckie really yes alright I'm gonna do a quick search, search for it here we go for Le Guin search no no it's not Le Guin it must have been Leckie Anyway, either way, if you're name-checking Arthur C. Clarke, who wrote Rendezvous with Rama, you've, like, this is a world that he's written. He's written a world where big, dumb object science fiction exists. Mm -hmm. And then this is, then this is what's going on in this world where science, the, I don't mind science fictional worlds where no science fiction has ever existed. Because when the aliens invade, everyone, nobody sits down. I mean, it, it can happen in science fiction books, but it has to be very self-knowing that the characters have to sit down and go, all oh, right, what are the mistakes that they made in War of the Worlds? What are the mistakes mm. that they made in Independence Day? What are the mistakes? that the world in fucking Mars attacks like what are, what are what are all the science fiction mistakes from the movies and the books and everything that we do you know football you know uh, world war in the balance like what are all the things that we've done like all of these thought experiments that science fiction people have already done all the fiction people have worked out all the dumb things that can happen when aliens yes. first turn up yeah let's learn all of those lessons and now let's do something different that is a very very difficult job to do for a science fiction author because they've got to then knowingly work with characters who know no. all of the yeah. tropes and then mm. you've got to work back against them and this is someone who explicitly is saying we live in a world where arthur c clark has written rendezvous with, rendezvous with rama yes and asimov exists and and Lecky exists, although I'm not sure why it's mentioned here. But it has, that seems to be very much a clunking. Hey, this book was written in 2018, yes. and yes. and and Lecky and they, has just won all the Hugo Awards. In 2065, will certainly mention these books, yeah, and not any other no, book written. I don't mind the, in the, the, between the three name checks in a row, two old people and then a modern one, or two old people and then a fictional one where you can catch up. I don't mind. I remember that. where I got the the Osla K. Le Guin from what? from this review that. Oh, yeah. The Goodreads uh, we'll listener. We'll get onto that in a second yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so overall, uh, that's all the, the... It's bad science fiction. There's bad science into it. The bad science makes the bad science fiction come through. But also, like you say, with you're talking about the characters, um, what, like, for example, someone says, this could be the biggest event in human history. Like, that is not how you make something into the biggest event in human history. When <laughs> we're living in a world where, like, the sea levels are rising and the whole cities are being wiped out, whatever like that. Yep. Um, the, uh, the <laughs> I made a note here. She, the others would come running, she knew. And I'm like, you're in zero gravity. How can others, how can the other astronauts come running when you're in a spaceship which is too small to run in and you're in zero gravity? Anyway, that's a stupid writing thing. That's got mm -hmm. nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. there, was so, there was so much riding on this mission. And my note is, you keep telling me. Um, and then there's someone that, oh, where was, where was this other one as well? Um, so there's this quote that said, I can see why they wanted to bring in the Space Force. This is seriously scary. And I'm like, who is going to say the word, this is seriously scary? And it turns out it is some um, military mission, mission specialist. <laughs> Wait, that was him saying that? Yeah, it's uh, Windsor Hawkins. I'm with the 13th Operations Wing from the Space Force. And I'm like... That character wouldn't be saying the words, I can see they wanted to bring in the Space Force. This is seriously scary. Oh, no, who who is actually saying that? Oh, again, that's the bad thing about the fiction that, like, the point mm. of view keeps switching. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm like, something, something he said. Oh, no. 
Oh no, this is it. Oh no, he is the soldier or airman or whatever came out. Yeah, he is the soldier or airman or whatever came out next, adjusting the cuffs of his dress uniform. And I'm like, that's the author going, ah, this person looks like a soldier or airman or whatever. And then just left that in the text. Yes, Uh, there was um, one bit in the review that I just read, which quoted something later on in the book, where we are with one of the characters and she's looking at something and then... She is literally looking at something. We we experience her looking at something, and um, it says, "Oh yeah." And the, she describes a few oh in these trees and whatever. Yeah. And it was it was too too impressive for her to find words to describe it. And I thought, like, wait a second. That's we your are, job. <laughs> exactly. We are with that person. So you, as the author don't need to give her words to yeah. to explain stuff you need to give us her <laughs> yeah. what she, what she feels yeah, yeah. what she sees and what she feels well we didn't get that because it was too difficult for her to find words for it yeah i just searched for Le Guin in this review yeah it is in the review that's where you got yeah that's where i got it yeah, from don't worry yeah. about it yeah. um, uh, I, 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 thought, I don't mind i don't mind an author name checking even kim oh, no, stanley we, robinson we, did we that. just had that yeah i mentioned yes. i mentioned that with in the in the pacific edge where he's sort of like oh well i got lots of books by you know from californian authors and he even mentions Le Guin in yeah. that book as yeah. an author that he yeah, did that, that, all right so let me just let me just wrap up this thing with this other review which somebody wrote way better than us yes <laughs> but also uh, we just spent an hour but yeah. go and read this Ori says this about your next book The Last Astronaut it was nominated to the Clark Award I decided to skip it after reading this review by author Nina Allen who I didn't know and maybe you'll want to discuss it after forming your own opinion so I did that and we decided this afternoon I'm not going to continue reading this book my opinion on this book is already formed from reading the first 25% first 25% yeah. of it so I was like I'm going to go over and you did as well mm-hmm. and you read through uh, this review too yeah. and it's so funny literally she quotes like four sections of this book and because she's a good author and a good reviewer she's not quoting stuff from later on in the book she's re- you know, quoting stuff from like the opening chapters mm. and the quotes that I read out now are the same quotes that passage which With the actually, actually actually actually, actually mm. basically the one that I was noting saying too many actuallys here see me after class. She actually rewrote <laughs> those things. And in the same way that I was rewriting it, of course, that's kind of what inspired me to do it, that she rewrote it by taking out the actuallys. I was trying to say there's some way to rewrite something by leaving in the colloquial language, yes. but making it character based rather than lazy author based. Yeah. And this is normally what you do with uh, the last and like the second draft, even like yeah. you go over your first thoughts which have to come out eventually yeah. and they will come out with lots of actuallys and lots of likes and lots of whatever words yeah. because this is how it comes out like of your we're doing brain the, we're, we're how, doing it's that how we our, think how yeah. we, but then you need to polish it up and th- this make it a novel oh. don't make it a like oh I decided to tell this story to my friend and he just transcribed it down with all the ums and ers mm. oh there's a there's a movie that uh, that I watched with subtitles on once mm. and it was terrible because it was a very <laughs> it was it's uh what movie was it it was an improvised oh it was the um before you know the before mid de- no before before morning no before sunrise before sunset before midnight or yes. whatever it was that, yeah. those ones the, there yeah 
before yeah sunrise yeah and that is a a movie which wasn't scripted in the same sense it's more mm. like hey you two have a conversation so and it's rehearse, more real like that yeah, and it's yeah. sort of like very th- and it means that the, instead of them just having conversations movie script way yes. they're actually more having conversations in more natural language so he's like oh you know this and i read this author and he said um you know and the person who'd done the uh, subtitles had left it every you know and it was driving me crazy i was like i don't you can't notice read someone yeah. saying no you know yeah. and actually and yeah. um and like i did this like but when you actually read it all of those likes and actual is in there yeah and that's what nina what's her name nina, nina allen, allen yeah. who i don't know she's a short story author and a horror author yeah um uh, and so yes thank you very much to ori for r- r- sending this over it to this review perfectly. it fits literally the same like uh, she actually same finished sentiments. the book and she said oh there was actually some excitement later on i never got any of the excitement or anything no I, I, um, if if your book makes me literally stumble over the first introduction the, prologue. the first page yeah. i read it's just it's just i can't continue to the end also there's one more thing i want to mention is with this um I've never, I was never quite sure what we're actually reading. So we are reading um, oh, yeah, different that was characters. Be my meta point about this book. Yeah. yeah, and then in between, the story is being interrupted by a transcript from the future, where the people are commenting on what they did when yeah. they did it, and so I'm, I was. Yeah. So this is this is the framing. So I've forgotten about this, except I actually I was looking back through my notes. And I was like, what notes have I not talked mm. about yet? And this is mm. one of them. Mm. Um, it says I've been lucky. This is sort of like the stuff in italics in the book. I've been lucky enough to receive a lot of new introduction information since then. It was someone who'd written a report, and now he's writing. He's writing a novelization about his own report. Most importantly, I was given exclusive access to to interview the people involved. I've included snippets from these interviews in the text of this new edition. I've also included a brief examination on the last day, just in case you've read it. Um, but some, it says... But I've gone further than that. This is no longer a piece of journalism, no longer just a recitation of facts. I've tried to explore the psychology of the people who were there, even when this is, for obvious, re- for various reasons, no longer possible. I, I think some people might have died. In many ways, Sally Jensen's 2055 mission was not just an exploration of objects in space, but also a journey into the human mind. I feel the story is better for these introspections. You can judge for yourself. We are judging for ourselves. Our story picks up 21 years later, when only one man in the entire world knew what was happening. I've done my best to examine what he was thinking. That day, he jumped out of bed and onto a train. (laughs) And I'm like, my note is... Are you explaining how novels work? Like, it really feels to me like David Wellington has thought of like, hey, what I can do is I can tell a story, but instead of just writing down the facts, I can examine what is gonna, what's going on inside the minds of the people. It's like he's never, d- never known what fiction is. He's mm. only ever seen movies where people are like doing stuff and saying stuff mm. out loud. Mm. And you, he's, he's like, oh, some people have internal monologues and what i can do is put those internal thoughts that people are having when stuff happens and i can write down what people are thinking about something on the page so other people can read what the people are thinking when things 
happen to them and how it's making them feel. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I, do, have you never read a novel? Like, when he's saying, I've gone further than that. This is no longer a piece of journalism. I've tried to explore the psychology of the people who are there. I'm like, fucking hell, that's what novels are. What you're writing is writing. What you're writing is fiction. What you but that he kept on skipping in and out of this took me out of this all the time because I like you're saying like you're Does- always thinking oh am I reading a novelization of a of a journalistic report about something that's happened and unfortunately yeah you forget I forgot that I I mean yeah. I I read this paragraph yeah but I forgot that I read it so it to me it feels like I'm reading what the author, David yeah. Wellington, is writing. Yeah. And I forgot that he wrote that a journalist writes this novelization of the journal or whatever. Yeah. So maybe he's writing so clumsily to show that this journalist yeah, can't exactly. write properly there's because this, he's not an is, author. This is meta level of bad fiction where a bad writer, David Wellington, is writing something from the point of view of someone who isn't a novelist, who also is trying his first attempt at writing a novel-like thing where he's not just doing journalism mm, or mm. report writing. He, this is his first attempt at going, and I'm going to try and speculate what the people are thinking. So all the time you're reading, you're like, I've got three layers of bad writing here. Someone mm. who's never written a novel before, someone who's never written a science fiction novel before is writing a science fiction novel with the frame story of somebody who's never written a science a fiction novel, novel no, no, or no, not a novel. novel before, who's who is also bad at writing people who are bad at saying, what they think saying oh i couldn't even describe it i didn't she didn't have words to describe it and you're like okay so what words have you got to describe it no no words it's not like this person needs no introduction you're like no no that's your job is to introduce them and say you can't just say this person needs no introduction unless they don't need an introduction and if you're writing in a fictional world where you're saying someone is coming across that literally nobody's ever seen before you can't just say oh this person needs no introduction it's like introduce the aliens like this thing needs there are no words to describe this thing it's like you're an author it's your job right. to use words yeah. and also sort of like and then I'm going to speculate on what those people were thinking at the time and he doesn't he's sort of like and this person said wow it's seriously scary and you're like that's the military guy going wow this is seriously scary like how many levels of garbage writing and I'd, I'd forgotten to even mention that and I'm glad you brought it up and I'm also glad that I looked back and like which of my notes have I not talked about yet and I and literally my second note is um are you explaining how novel writing works question mark exclamation mark question mark exclamation mark and as you go along you're like wow yeah. David Wellington is not the person who should be trying to explain but like that whole part where he's all like and now i'm going to attempt to say what i'm going to do with the rest of this thing so it's not we're not even writing a novel like we're writing we're are we reading extracts from a bad uh, someone else's first novel it's it we if we start saying oh that's why it's shit because he's it, this is actually extracts from well, a shit he, writer's he, first he attempt he makes at a novel. it on purpose no, he's not. It's just bad. Like, uh, what he's done there, he's sort of like, oh, this started out as this report. And he's sort of like, ah, oh, my second pass. Ah, oh, I've got to rewrite all of this. Mm, maybe I won't. Yeah. Like, how does this person know that that person yeah. was going to be there? Oh, they did. Oh, oh, that person died. Oh, that was a viewpoint character. And this was meant to be a frame story that there was a report later on. And he interviewed this person. Ah, hmm. oh, well, that, how, how do I rewrite all of this? Tell you what I'll just do is that I'll put it at the start that the report writer was just speculating about something. So some things are speculation. Some things are real. Some things are factual. And and instead of me rewriting it to actually the viewpoint this characters all lined up, together. it feels like you know, oh, you know, so I have this thing in my head so garbage. how um, um, if you have 
you have a bunch of th- objects. They are triangles and balls and uh, and squares. And you want to make all of that into a ball. But you are a five-year-old child and you've got some sellotape. <laughs> yeah. So you take all of this and you just tape the tape and tape and tape and tape and tape it around. And it does have some edges and it sticks bits sticking out. But it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a ball. I know. And then you go and then the, and the three-year-old kid goes and shows the parents like, hey, I made a, I made a football. And the parents are like, mm, footballs. <laughs> and the parents are like, footballs are actually made up of hexagons joined. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I don't want to be the thing is, I don't mind dumb science fiction. Like, dumb science fiction is fine. Absolutely. I I don't even mind bad science fiction if the rest of the book has well, not even well, I kind of do mind. If bad the fiction. fiction is good, or if the if the writing is good, like something has to be good, something. One, one thing. Friends one of those re- things. Friends reviews on Goodreads. Lindsay rated it five stars. This is superb science fiction horror book that's aware of what's gone before in it in both genres. It takes what it needs but comes up with its own clever take uh, on it all. Oh, this is what I said. Think Ronda Rama and Life with a healthy dose of Alien and any number of astronaut books and uh, things like that. So uh, David Agranoff rated it four stars. Uh, I enjoyed Positive, which I thought was a pretty fresh as a zombie novel can be at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. So Last Gravity is going for gravity meets horror kind of thing, but I don't want to be reductive about things that I think are creative and original. I'm sure that past the first... We never even got into the, the, into nope, the ship. I didn't even know it was horror. I, did, I didn't even know it was horror until I did this. I was just like, <laughs> I, this is the... So maybe if we carry on reading, we'll be like, this is the best horror novel and, and all the, the 25% of the start of the book, which was like the wor- some you of the worst science that. fiction. But it makes me feel bad. Like this kind of novel makes me feel bad about... Like th- this novel so far has been the same novel as Blindsight by Peter Watts. Mm. Literally people going out, they spotted something out in whatever and they're going out to see what it is. And there's, there's a climate crisis back on Earth, mm. which Peter Watts addressed in the next book, Echoprexia. So same climate disaster on Earth mm. in the future. We get together people and we put them in a spaceship and we go mm-hmm. over to a spacey, spacey, uh, uh, spi- sorry, spiky, spiky, spiky space spaceship. Object. And people go inside and then horror stuff happens and yep. only a few people survive. But in that book, the military personnel are really cool. And the character, one of them is a fucking vampire. <laughs> like he's a vampire. Yeah. There's well, a science How fiction, crazy is that? Science fiction space vampire. That's what like, you can do in You can books. do that. And the spaceship is so well designed that there's like diagrams of how the spaceship goes down with the thing sticking out and they fold down and there's, t- there's the thrust gravity and there's a the spin mm-hmm. gravity mm-hmm. and they've each got the different things and a lot of it is about how they go around inside the spaceship. People have made like a, a, a fake trailer for, no, a trailer for a, a non-existent movie of Blindsight, which is like everything I want this, everything that this book could have been, which mm. is a horror science fiction first contact big dumb object fly in space to see something out in space and get terrified by something in space which is what blindsight is which is one of the best books that i've read i think i've reviewed it twice you got the german version of it yeah this book just wants me it just makes me want to read blindsight for the fourth time (laughs) you know that's what this book does that's what this book is it kind of needs a a, a palate cleansing with, with the good stuff and this makes me not want to read 
all judgment fled again because all judgment fled is again this thing two spaceships apollo era technology spaceships going out mm. and going in and exploring this but thing and there's all that blanket kind of aliens blank, well i don't know if there's blanket aliens in this <laughs> but there's the same kind of oh no these aliens are killing people one by one and we went <clears> in and we don't understand the aliens because they're alien you mm. know all that kind of stuff this book it also rendezvous rama also the martian also gravity also all these other kind of things this mm. book is failing on every level just to the point where she fired her restro her retro thrusters to stop her acceleration i'm just like if you're writing a sentence like that you have to then say that those thrusters are going to be firing at all time to stop them falling down towards this spaceship which is so much because you if you keep falling but the best thing to then do is is, is orbit around it like we've solved how to have two objects next to each other in space without bumping them into each other hmm. you orbit it we know how this works because the we had the osiris mission going off and picking up asteroid dust or what osiris no what, what's yeah, that one Os- Osiris. yeah and the way that they do it is even though the two objects they don't fall immediately to each other but you just have a very slow orbit you can do really slow orbits around things you know Mm. all of that kind of stuff which makes science fiction feel real to me which makes the danger feel real like when you're going between two spaceships it's like it has to feel difficult to get from one spaceship to another and here she's sort of like oh i'm just going off tether uh, bye uh, yeah i'm I'm the commander of the spaceship um, but i'm just abandoning it bye And then the drama. And she's, she's literally the only trained astronaut, and, and she's she just abandons them. Yeah. The ship. She's literally like none of these people have ever done a spacewalk before, and they don't know how to work this the the airlock, and they've so never done this. I am the person. I'm just going to leave them behind. I'm like, what bullshit drama is this? And then and then NASA on Earth is fine I with it. Again, it's so mm. terrible. What we should do. Mm. Palette cleanser time. Hmm. Let's never think about this book ever again. <laughs> ne- let's close. Let's finish up this podcast. Let's thank Philippa again because we, you, me, and Juliana, you. we didn't. We hated the book. We both the book made us feel dumb and angry. Yes. But we have had a fun discussion about it here for the science fiction. Uh, I must say, one hour anybody minutes. else, nobody else gets to do this. Philippa got to do it now. Yeah. Nobody else gets to do this. <laughs> nobody else gets to become a patron supporter at the twenty-five dollar level, and then recommend a book to us which is this dumb, this stupid, and makes us feel this annoyed at how a book like this can be published from an author this lazy, taking this many shortcuts and not giving anything to me. Nobody's going to recommend a book to us anymore. No, I want that. people to recommend it. It's not that I just want people to give us $25 for a month on Patreon support, which is great. Thank you very much, Philippa, for that. It was really good. Juliana paid at €1.99 for this book, mm-hmm. and we both read a quarter of it. Juliana got to 23%, I got to 26%. It was enough to give us... An hour and 20 minutes of science fiction book review podcasting here. Which Nobody is... else gets to make us hate read a book. Nobody else gets to recommend a book by David Wellington. Nobody else gets to recommend a book by <laughs> um, Robert J. Sawyer. Nobody else gets to write, write like get a book by one of these other authors, which are just garbage, you know, pulp, <laughs> like supermarket aisle filler shit garbage <laughs> but fuck. not everybody thinks like that so it's difficult some people love books that yes you i know don't. nothing wrong with philippa's taste in books again some people some people if you've never read blindsight or rondeville rama or any of the books which are literally fucking referenced in this novel <laughs> maybe mm. this book is good enough and i'm not saying rondeville rama holds up fantastically other books have done big dub objects in space much better for example Blindside by Peter Watts, yes. you know. Okay, you've um, made enough uh, okay. advertising for this. I, I think this this podcast is now long enough. Let's, People have. Let's wrap it up. I think we Patreon. got across. Com, Patreon.com <laughs> forward say. slash Luke Burge. You too can suggest a, a, a book for me and Juliana to read. 
but it can't it can't be a one star book however i do make it a policy that if i don't finish a book or if i don't actually get into a book like this i find it very uh, i don't find it good to r- review rate a book so, no, it, put it we, yeah we haven't finished the book i haven't finished a book yeah. and sometimes when when i go into a book and it's not what i think it's going to be mm. and and i'm like ah this book isn't for me mm. but that, i don't think that applies to this this is this book is a 0.5 stars for my reading enjoyment of the book yeah so this is coming in i don't know how this happens i keep reading books like this and i'm like the last no the lady astronaut no what was it called yes. calculating stars the lady astronaut series the yeah. first book in that made me so no let's get on to that because i we we're going to talk we're going to talk oh that's what i'm going to say one and a half star book never think of this again palette cleanser we've got one, one and a half star you just said 0.5 zero, sorry, 0.5 stars yeah okay 0.5 stars mm-hmm. palette cleanser mm-hmm. let's go this evening let's finish off. we've got one episode to go in all season of two of, for, for all man not all of mankind <laughs> for, for all, all mankind. mankind yes which if you want lady astronauts this is again I said before, don't read the Lady Astronaut series. Calculating Stars is, is a garbage book. Mm. Just watch Apollo 13. No, Mercury 13, which is about the Lady Astronaut program that was cancelled by NASA. Yeah. Also, what you should do now is just watch For All Mankind, which has the Lady Astronaut storyline in it, which I wanted, which I wanted... Um, to succeed. Th- th- no, which I wanted the Calculating Stars to be. To, oh, yeah. I found it. Yes, it's, this is as, it. as science fiction, as alternate, as alternate yep. history of alternate NASA, where there's lady astronauts for all mankind, is that story now right. for me? It's not the calculating stars. And for we're going to do a special about episode about that. We will do a special episode where yes. I compare it to, where well, maybe not compare it to, but I, I'll maybe that will be the opening statement. And so, like calculating stars wasn't the lady astronaut story that I wanted because I just watched Mercury thirteen. Let's keep that for the episode. I'm saying, how can I be reading? The last astronaut, which has a lady astronaut in it, yes, in this way, and go. This book is garbage compared to. Give me. <laughs> I want. I would much. I would read all of the lady astronaut series four times over before I f- even finished this book. The the last astronaut. That's how bad this book can be, and that is a book which I stopped the review angry. I just pressed stop with the uh, out of anger of how angry that book made me feel. And now I, I keep holding that book up as an example of a book which I'd actually be happily be reading it, uh, uh, as opposed to other books. And I don't know how, I don't know how Robin, Mary Robinette Cowell has done it. She's written a book which made me so angry and yet I have so many better memories of that book than then, I do from The Last Astronaut by David Wellington. And it's blowing my mind like how my brain can work in this way. It's, I've got it this, can. You know, it's sort of like this cycle thing, sort of like, oh, Federer always beats Nadal on um, on grass, but N- Nadal always beats uh, Djokovic on clay, and then Djokovic always, be, you know, that on hardcore, you know, you get this um, non-transferring circle of this how, beats that. How did we end up at tennis now? I'm just we saying, should wrap it. I'm just up. saying, I've got this rock paper scissors yeah. where the calculating stars keeps beating books, which would other beat beat books, which would otherwise beat calculating stars. It's sort of like this. Yes, it's, it's, it's the it's, the, it's, the low level, the best low level book. Yes, it's the best low level book. But it keeps beating these other books on other on other axes. Yes, you know which then the other ones would then keep it would keep looping yes. round. Yeah. and I don't know how I keep getting back to oh the calculating stars did Was this better way better than, <laughs> than the last Emperor or the last astronaut. Oh, maybe it's just maybe maybe it's superpower. It keeps beating books with the last the last like, the last Emperor, the last astronaut. something something. If there's another book which starts the last, I reckon I'll have. 
good memories or better memories of the calculating stars than whatever that book is with the last in front of it. Yeah. All right. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Luke Burge. You can and on Instagram too. You and can on follow Juliana at JUKU Berlin on Instagram mm-hmm. and on Twitter mm-hmm. too there as well. Again, patreon.com forward slash Luke Burge. If you want to re- recommend a good book, please recommend good books. Yeah, and we will definitely get to it. If you, if you don't want to pay money, just drop some suggestions in the books I would like to see reviewed thread there on the SFBRP listener group on Goodreads. That's yep. actually a really great way because if you recommend a book and like two other people say, yeah, I second that suggestion, I'll probably get to it as well. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's it from us. Uh, any final closing statement? Anything at all? Nope. Right. I, let's, I, let's go. We were going to do pizza this yes, evening. Let's, pizza. let's put some pizzas in the oven because yes. we can't be bothered to cook anymore. Uh, pizzas in the oven and then watch finish off for all mankind and then yes. maybe over the weekend we'll do a special episode on for all mankind because i have many thoughts. thoughts yes let's do that mostly good okay all right thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time goodbye